tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. It is good to gather today, to be either gathered here in person or if you're online, welcome. Glad that you're here Uh, It's great as we have gathered together. If you're online, we'd love to have you come visit sometime here, or if you're out of state, that might be hard, but (laughs) we're glad you're here. I love how uh, the time in here is a lot of great connections. People are getting acquainted. They're developing good, fun friendships. It is good to connect. By the way, my name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and it's also good, as as, uh, Mark was mentioning, to remember and express the goodness of our God and to be inspired to grow in faith, and yes, it's good to gather. It's a good thing worth celebrating, kind of like Mr. Good Bars. Anybody like those? Oh, you do? Okay, well, here you go. Here you go. Anybody else like them? I can't go that. I can't throw that far. But uh, um, yeah, Mr. Goodbar, I love the story of Mr. Goodbar. I'll go into it some other time later, but Mr. Goodbar was uh, created and made almost 100 years ago. Can you imagine that? The chocolate here is not 100 years old, so don't worry. Uh, But it it was made about 100 years ago, and it's actually, I think it's Idaho's uh, favorite candy bar. I'm not so sure why, but uh, why Idaho? But anyways, it was interesting how this got to be Mr. Goodbar is the creators created it. They hadn't named it yet. And Mr. Hershey came in, took one taste and said, man, this is good. And so he proclaimed Mr. Goodbar. Now there's controversy over if that story is really true, but (laughs) it works for my illustration. You'll see why. But um, how many of you have had something good happen this past week? Just raise your hand. Yeah, a lot of you. It's been a good week. It's a lot of good things happen. It's amazing. Uh, uh, we had a good week this past week. A lot of fun things happened. One of the things happened yesterday, and you might think it's kind of weird that I'm saying it's good that I went to a memorial service, but uh, one of our founding members, Joyce Davis, uh, went home to be with the Lord in, on December, actually December 1st, and just yesterday was her memorial service. Some of us were there and enjoyed the reality of her own faith in Christ. Uh, she used to sit right around over there, uh, just this incredible smiling face, uh, like I said, one of the founding members of our church, it was really a, a good thing and a great thing to be and to celebrate her faith in Jesus. See, when you have a faith in Jesus, uh, it creates a wonderful, amazing, good life, and you can roll with that and, and celebrate that when you go home to be with the Lord. We also have a great um, staff gathering this past week. We for, away, for two days, we kind of did a staff getaway and did some talking about the future. And by the way, you guys have a tremendous staff here, and it's a joy to work alongside them, and I just enjoy that so much. And But it's good to celebrate good things. And over these past few weeks, we have been talking about celebrating. It's actually on your worship folder. <laughs> We've been looking at the Bible book of Leviticus, specifically chapter 23, and it's in a teaching series called Thou Shalt Celebrate, where we're encouraged to take on some helpful rhythms in life and pause and stop and celebrate. And much of that celebrating is to celebrate the goodness of God. Um, what have you experienced about God that is good? What are some of the goodness of God that you celebrate? Just yell it out. His faithfulness. His mercy. Both, both sides over here. What else? His love. What's that? The, his blessings? Is that what you said? 
Yep. Amen. There's a lot of things we can celebrate. We, we are encouraged and, and, and that by that his kindness, his love, his grace, his mercy, his care, his care for us, his forgiveness, his provisions, his blessings, his presence, his commitment to us, his pursuit of us, his adoption of us and providing salvation for us from our sins. God is good. <laughs> First Chronicles 16, 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. That steadfast love is the Hebrew word chesed. It, it's the loyal, always there, always flowing, committed love of God. No matter what you do, whether you love him back or not, his love is always constant, a constant flow to us. That's his steadfast love. Psalm 145 verse 9 says the the Lord is good and his mercy is over all that he has made. God's mercy is not receiving, uh, not getting what we do deserve. Not receiving what we do deserve. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. God's grace is he blesses us that we don't deserve that. And God's mercy is he holds back his wrath and all the bad things from us as we trust in him. And what's great about that is even though we mess up, he holds back what really is rightfully uh, are partaking because of God's wrath and all the things that sin causes. And yet God holds that back. And what's great is that his mercy is new every morning. In the Bible book of, of Lamentations, chapter three, verse 22 and 23, it talks about God's faithfulness and his mercies are new every morning. And actually in a couple of weeks, we're gonna start a new series in the Bible book of Lamentations. And you think, wow, that's a kind of interesting book. And it is, it's a tremendous book, uh, one that goes deep in thought and it's a encouraging yet Kind of heavy time, but I think you'll really enjoy that series as we walk through that in a few weeks. Psalm 33, 5 says, he, 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 that's God, loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of his, again, of his steadfast love. God's good way is the only right and just way. And as Psalm 34, 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Just like the candy bar is named good, God is named good because he is Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God is good. And his goodness is worth enjoying, basking in and reveling in and celebrating. And that's the essence of the festival that we're looking at today. Found in Luke, or excuse me, in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 23 to 25, called the Festival of Trumpets. Aptly called, as many times throughout the celebration, a trumpet would blast. Now, it's a special kind of trumpet. It's called a shofar, which Doug is amply blowing for us. And you're going to hear that a number of times today. But um, these would have come from a ram's horn. And, and, and what, what uh, Doug is holding is an actual ram's horn made into a, a trumpet. Uh, they, came, they come in all shapes and sizes. And they were used uh, by Israel to initiate a response. And out of that reality seen in this festival, we find three important responses to the goodness of God. Amen. Yeah, you're going to hear it a lot, so just get used to that. Uh, for engaging the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. So I want us to look at these three important responses to the goodness of God. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let's pray. I am glad that God brought you here, and I believe you're here by divine appointment, that there's something God wants to challenge you with and encourage you with. 
and bless you with today, not only from the time we've had in worship and singing and will continue to have, but also the time in his word. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that your word actually does work in our life. And Holy Spirit, you use it to change us, to encourage us, to challenge us. And I pray, God, that you would do that this morning, that no matter where we're at and what's going on in our lives, God, that you would allow these truths to soak into our lives and cause us to be different and cause us to be further along in our faith. And bless us in that, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to take out the worship folder that you were handed. If you're online, you can find that uh, somewhere online in our, on our webpage. But there's a, uh, some blanks to fill in out of an outline. You can, the blanks will the fill in the blank. Uh, answers will be on the screen. It's also, uh, if you're online, it will be uh, available and, and here in person to our study guide. This is also a, it's not only a study guide, but it's our life group connection guide. And if you're involved in our life group ministries, these are some of the questions that they'll be going through if you follow the sermon-based group that you're in. But for you, even personal study, there's some great questions in here. Also, a lot of the extra verses that I mentioned and uh, and, and the uh, fill in the blank is there and encourage you with that. Our hope is that you would take this time in God's word and actually use it as a a time to step into some more study of God's word, that you would look up some of the articles that are mentioned in the uh, study guide and, and that you would look into those and that you would even go onto our uh, website. There's a place there called Revive and it has a lot of different um, elements and, um, and uh, articles to look into. There's even a podcast that we um, uh, do most every week that goes deeper and a little bit sideways and sometimes fun interaction. I encourage you to play that. So Where's our shofar? Let's go, bud. The blowing of the shofar was used by ancient Israel to celebrate getting people's attention, getting uh, readying them for something important and to move them on into action. It was uh, so with a festival of trumpets centered around the goodness of God from the harvest and the provisions of the year called Rosh Hashanah, meaning head of or beginning of the year. This year, Rosh Hashanah would be somewhere around September, or it will be around September 15th through 17th. Uh, It evolved to being a celebration about God's creation. And the festival is the beginning of a 10 day, of a 10 days between this celebration and the high holiest day, uh, the Super Bowl of, of celebrations for Israel, the day of atonement or called Yom Kippur. And actually we're going to be talking about that on Super Bowl Sunday, just not... How it works out, God does that. But And at that time, Yom Kippur, David told him it was a, a deep uh, dive and, and, an, and an intense interaction with God. And so, but this festival, this festival of trumpets, uh, started that deeper looking into the goodness of God and a right and close relationship with him. And there were blasts of trumpet that would initiate a response. Leviticus chapter, it's going to happen. Leviticus chapter 23, if you have your Bible with you, you can open up to that or you can just listen along as I read this uh, very short passage to you about this festival. It's called Festival of Trumpets. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel. This is chapter 23, verse 23 to 25. Mm-hmm. Speak to the people of Israel saying, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a solemn day of rest, a memorial proclaiming with a blast of the trumpet, a holy convocation. That's a, it's a gathering, a holy gathering with God in the center of that center of, of the, the focus of that time. You shall not do any ordinary work and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. This festival is also listed in a number of other places 
in the Bible. Now, we'll, we'll walk through this as we walk through our time together this morning. So I encourage you also to check out, there's an article listed in the study guide that kind of gives a good overview of this and goes deeper into this. Encourage you with that. But let's look at these three important responses to the goodness of God and see how we could incorporate them into our lives. For engaging the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. Well, the first response to the goodness of God is to proclaim. Where's my shofar? There it is. As Leviticus 23:24 lists, the blast of the trumpet is that idea to proclaim. But also in Psalms chapter 81, so if you have your Bible, flip over to the Bible book of Psalms. It's kind of in the middle of your Bible. Chapter 81 and verses 1 to 3. Let me read that for you. It says, sing aloud to our God, our strength. Shout for joy, O God of Jacob. Raise a song, a sound of the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon and the full moon on the feast of our day. Psalm 81 actually is more of a somber psalm, yet it fits as it's mostly read at this feast of trumpets, but also on the day of atonement and also at the festival of booth, which is those are the next three that we'll be looking at as we spend time together. But these first three verses of Psalm 81 call us to proclaim and to sing aloud and shout and to raise a song and let the band play with our whole being, expressing out and proclaiming the goodness of God. It was joyful worship, telling the worth of God and gushing forth uh, with expressing of of who God is and the blessings that he gives. Uh, We just shared uh, some of the, and had some thoughts earlier among us, some of the goodness of God, his kindness, his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his care, his provisions, his blessing, his presence with us, his commitment to us, his pursuit of us, his adoption and grafting in of us, the providing of salvation for us. What else could we add to that in our minds and with our voices to proclaim the goodness of God? For God is amazing, isn't he? He's great and he's awesome. And man, I would love to have a time where we just simply testify to the goodness of God. Even in the midst of our struggle, we can find those things that are good about God. It was a time of declaration of the greatness of God. And a personal resolve to live life his way. Yes, in singing and praying and shouting out, but also the giving of sacrifices and as an active thank you Joining in and fun, I'm sure there was dancing involved. A great rhythm of life to take time to stop and to take time to proclaim the goodness of God. And most of those times were, it was purposed and planned, these holy convocation, these holy gatherings, these church service type gatherings. And we could include that in us, in our church services and, and, and life groups and worship nights with friends. How could you build into the rhythm of your life more proclamation of the goodness of God? For engaging in the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. The next important response to the goodness of God is to prepare. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to now Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers in the Old Testament. Numbers chapter 29 Verses 1 to 6. Let me read this for you. It gives more detail on this festival of trumpets. On the first day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. 
You shall not do any ordinary work. It is a day for you to blow the trumpets and you shall offer a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. When you think of burnt offering, just think of, you know, those people out there smoking meat or barbecuing. And now, mm, it's of God. Oh, and here's all that they, 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 they barbecued, sacrificed, burnt offering. Uh, um, one bull uh, from the herd, one ram, seven male lambs, a year old without blemish, also a grain offering of fine flour with oil, three-tenths of an ephah. And we learned that the last couple of weeks. It's about a, a five-pound bag of flour for the bull two, and, two tenths of, and the two-tenths for the ram and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs with one male goat is offer, an offering to make an atonement for you, kind of getting them ready for the day of atonement. Besides the burnt offerings of the new moon it is, and its grain offering, and the regular burnt offerings and its grain offerings and their drink offerings according to the rule of, for them. And then Deuteronomy, the Bible of Deuteronomy has some specifics in there for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. Now, as, as you read that, where's that shofar? Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of preparation in there. I mean, you can look at this, all these different uh, barbecues to... Uh, celebrate, you know, just last night, I got some chicken marinated in the refrigerator last night to, to smoke this afternoon. <laughs> some salmon. Mm. It, it takes preparation. And, and not only preparation, but coordination. It wasn't that one family would do this. It was a groupings of families. And sometimes the whole nation would come together. They needed to prepare. Uh, and then the trumpet would blast as a sound, a call to prepare, to get ready. The trumpet would sound many times in the day saying, think about, yes, think about the goodness of God, but also be prepared, make plans, get the details ready and let the sound stop us to consider what plans we need to make. It, It takes some forethought for us now putting into our day good practices that prepare us. There was a um, very meaningful you know, heart-wrenching TV commercial was also online uh, over Christmas time. I think it actually happened two years ago. It's, it's a story of a commercial. It's a story of an old man. He gets out and he gets on his workout clothes and he begins to start lifting a weight and lifting a weight. And his neighbors are going, what is this old guy doing lifting this weight? We think he's kind of crazy. He starts jogging around and he's lifting more weights and lifting more weights. And you're wondering as the commercial goes on, what is this guy doing? The, the, in the commercial, the, the, the neighbors are kind of calling the family member. Your, your father is, something's wrong with him. He's kind of got this weird kick of health going on. Is he okay? And, uh, and you kind of find out later on that what it is, he comes over to his daughter's house for Christmas, all dressed up, and his, his little granddaughter comes to him with the star of the Christmas tree, and he now lifts her up to hold up so she can put the star in the Christmas tree. And you all go, oh. But what the whole commercial is about is being prepared in life. And it's the idea is that we need to prepare in life. Living life God's way is not always reactionary problem comes and we are, you know, our faith is stretched and we react to that. And we sometimes react not so good. And God encourages us to act well. And we try to learn from those things. God's plan for our life is not always reactionary, but we should also be prepared. We should also train. First Timothy 4, 8 says that while your while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise to the present life, but also to the life to come. We should be preparing, prepare by practicing and training 
godliness. Godliness is to live life God's way, to build into the rhythm of our daily lives a walk, a way to be godly and to act as God would act. Here are some, I'm just gonna give you five ways. There's more, but I'll give you five ways to prepare, practice our walk. One is to walk in good works. And I'm just give you the reference here. You can look at it later. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's workmanship created to do good works. So that we should, one of the ways that we can practice our faith is to practice doing good. Look to our neighbors, to our family, to our friends, to our schools, to our city, all over to look how we can add good to the world. Not only that, we're to walk properly, to live, God, live life God's way. Romans 13, 13 just simply says, live properly, walk properly. In other words, walk according to God's way. Delve into God's word, find out what we should obey and begin to do that. Live it out. Love your neighbors, encourage people around us, be good and add some good things, say kind things to people. Not only that, another way to walk is to walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 explains that. In other words, faith is an idea of trusting. Actually, here's a free verse for you. Just write this down, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. A lot of living life is, uh, with God is learning how to trust him more and more. And sometimes that means stepping out woo, in faith and being able to, okay, I'm gonna trust God with this decision and this decision and this decision. And you're exercising those muscles of, of faith with God and, and walking in godliness. Not only that, we're to walk in love. Ephesians 5.2 encourages us with that. That we are to love God and love other people. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But not only that, we're to walk as Jesus walked. First John 2, 6 mentions that. That we're to look at Jesus' life, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the, the life of Jesus laid out and begin to live like he did, to follow his example. That we're, we're called, Christians are like, the word in Christian is called, it means little Christ. It means we are a follower of Jesus. And so we're to follow him and to walk like he did. How could you build into the rhythm of your life, your walk, the preparation of good godly practices to live in godliness. For engaging the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. You almost thought I forgot about that, didn't you? The last important response to the goodness of God is to take action. The blast of the trumpet is, Leviticus 23, 24 instructs, was a move to action. To get up and move. Many times the trumpet was, was sounded in ancient Israel to enter into battle, to move forward on a quest or to begin a celebration. It was a call to action to do something. See, it's all too easy just to think of what to do or to watch others do, but we are called to action. James 1.22 says this, be doers of the word and not hearers only and deceive yourselves. Our faith is an active faith. Now hear this next line, actions are not faith, but actions are evidence of faith. See, we hear about the, the, uh, the truth of life, that we're sinful. And that the Bible's really clear, all of sin falls short of the glory of God, every single one of us. We all are in the same plight. 
And that unfortunate condition leads down a very dark road. One, we don't experience that close relationship with God. The other is that we can't really truly live out our purpose that God created us for because we're not connected to him. And we will not be led into heaven if we don't deal with this sin. But we can't somehow work hard and do good and kind of erase the sin. We need a cure. And the only cure, the only cure for that condition is faith, belief in Jesus. Because he came to this world to not only show us how to relate to God, but went and hung on a cross, died on our behalf. And when he died, he said the words, it is finished, which literally means paid in full. Our sin debt, our sin issue was taken care of. And how we know it was taken care of is because on that third day, he rose from the grave saying, this is true. I am your savior and you can find salvation in me. And it comes when you take action, not just mere intellectual understanding, but when you take action and put some faith into what you say you're doing. And how we do that is by saying, I trust not in my own self, but in God for my salvation through Christ. And now I begin to live life his way. The, faith, the actions don't save us, but our choice to believe does. Faith is a choice to believe. And then living life God's way, following God's guidelines, letting Jesus be that highest influence in our life. Those are the evidence of faith. Like if I was to turn on this lamp, if I turn it on, what's going to happen? The light's going to come on. Light comes on, gives evidence that this is a lamp. If it didn't come on, you would say, man, Mike, that's not a light. That's just a decoration. <laughs> but it, the light shines because it works. There is evidence of that just the same way as our faith. When we have faith in Jesus, there's evidence of that by the actions that we do. Does the light of my life, does the light of my faith shine? We as followers of Jesus are called to action, to be doers of living life God's way. That starts with preparing our minds that there are actions to take on. Again, those actions don't save us. They are just evidence of a faith. First Peter 1.13 says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Being sober-minded means being serious about this setting your hope on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Christ Jesus, that because of his truth being revealed, we'll get that hope and that understanding because we know he's real. We are to set our minds for action. And then we get on with the actions of faith. What are those actions? Jesus made it really simple for us. He gave us just two commands. Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. Teacher, who's talking to Jesus, one curious about what they are to do in faith, said, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, here it is. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets, all the teachings from the Old Testament, all the things that the law that, that taught was that we're to love God and to love other people. Not just think about it, but actually be active in it. Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way, let your light 
shine before others. Let the actions of your faith shine out so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Light shines as we look outward and seek to be good like God is good. And the, and the apostle spoke of a, of a trumpet as it relates to Jesus' return. Again, there's a call to action you'll see in a moment, but the verse is this, 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead shall, shall be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. Many speak of this as the rapture in the, in the end times saga of things. There is a time when the, when the church will be taken up we don't know exactly what that's like, but then we know that the dead will rise first. And then those of us who are still alive somehow, woo, in the air. I, I don't know exactly how it comes up. God's word doesn't really give a whole lot of explanation, but somewhere in the course of things is there. If you want another verse for that, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 is another verse. But in each of the contexts that these were shared, of the speaking of this last trumpet blast, it was a call to action saying, because Jesus is coming, take action to live more in line with God's way. Love your neighbors, love God, share Jesus, be kind, do good works. So how could you build into your life the rhythm of taking action? For engaging in the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. The chocolate bar uh, is named Mr. Good Bar because it is a good chocolate bar. God is good, and so named, rightfully named, good. For our response is to trumpet out God's goodness as we proclaim, as we prepare, as we take action. For engaging the goodness of God initiates an active and vibrant faith. That's the last time. <laughs> I, want to, I want to give you an assignment. Uh, and I actually, this just came to me this morning, but I think it will be helpful for you. I'm going to give you an assignment for next week. Sometime this week, two or three times, read through the Bible book of, of Psalms chapter 27. That's a very significant Psalm, especially to the day of atonement and has taken off from this day, looking forward to the day of atonement. So I want to encourage you with that. Would you pray with me? Father God, as we, uh, um, just think about this fun festival where there was a lot of trumpet blasts uh, shared, Lord, of people being reminded and, and encouraged and challenged to celebrate you, God, that you would encourage us to add those rhythms in our lives, Lord, that we would take time to proclaim how good you are, that we would take time and build into our rhythm of life preparation to walk in godliness, and that, Lord, we would not just think about it, but we'd actually take action. And Lord, just help us in that as we seek to celebrate your goodness. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.